magic, the mystery. We're part of the history. Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, <laughs> an actual play podcast of high adventure, low dice rolls, and intermediate levels of terrible puns. With me are four people, of which only one has the plague. Let's see if you can guess who they are. Not the people, the one with the plague. So first up, Mag, who are you and who do you play? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Magnus and I play Banbury. <laughs> this is going to sound so good to listen back to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be pitch shifting Mag up an octave. Hi, I'm, I'm Banbury. Ali, who are you and who do you play? I'm Ali and I'm rad as heck. <laughs> also Enigma. Enigma. Our new favourite listeners called us rad as heck. Yeah. We're rad as heck. It's the truth. Gwyn, who are you and who do you play? I'm Gwyn. I play Percival Cleft. The one and only. That's Chesney Hawks. Finally, Stu, who are you and who do you play? I still find it weird that you say, finally, Stu, who are you? And I then go on to say, I'm Stu. So I'm just going to say, I play Tristan T. Wilde. There we go. Yeah, yeah, fine. I would actually edit the who are you and who do you but it's several yeah. seconds of my precious oh. life. It's just the repetition that's a bit. So, big thanks to Kristen, who did some kick-ass fan art of the Hawks, and we super appreciate it. Yay! Yeah, that, that was awesome. And if you want to see it, you can find us on Twitter, at Crudest Swords, or on Tumblr, at crudelydrawnswords.tumblr.com. And either of those places will be sharing any cool art that people do of us. Because why wouldn't you? What an amazing thing to happen. Man, if that's not incentive, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, sell the merch. Sell the merch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm also wearing a T-shirt that I would characterise as rad as heck. <laughs> <laughs> um, it features the wiggliest of worms. So wiggly, there is no way he could be a traitor. We have a Too Wiggly to be a Traitor line of shirts and a Rob Sausage Best of the Worst vintage T-shirt. Both of those designs also available on mugs because who doesn't love a vintage T-shirt mug design? So when last we saw our heroes, they had just helped fend off a large group of ogres who were assaulting the caravan, the travelling village of the rolling people that they are staying with. The Hawks had done some deft work in terms of rescuing villagers, blowing things up, and even capturing an ogre for future perusal. Particular props, I think, have to go to Banbury Lutes, who was an engine of destruction mm. throughout the fight. I think he's been destructed now, though. Yeah, which may explain why he's so tired now. Maybe he caught something off an ogre. As we return, it is night time. The caravan has ground to a halt. Time for nights. There is at least one night in the night time, and he's just captured an ogre using hold person, and they've got it all bound up. The other hawks were around with Percival Cleft. Meanwhile, around the rest of the village, people are helping the injured and trying to restore the wagon that had been knocked over, which belonged to the G family, who Banbury was staying with. Enigma had helpfully helped them to escape, 
but their wagon was a bit scorched and is also on its side at the moment. So there are people trying to pull that back upright. I mean, I hmm. I helped too, let's not forget. But I was the real hero. I did oh. most of the work and then Enigma swooped in and stole the glory. Doing most of the work. I did the majority of the work. Kill Stealer. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> She's like a support in a MOBA that gets the kill. <laughs> Niche comedy. <laughs> so Tristan, um, yes. As a, what I'm, we've got this ogre tied up, and <laughs> now I'm toying with with some ideas here, and maybe you can help me out as a, a fellow weaver of the the healing arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Grandma Chi said that the thing that afflicts these creatures is a uh, perhaps some kind of curse, perhaps some kind of disease. Now, I can attempt to remove diseases, but if it goes wrong, it goes pretty badly wrong. <laughs> yeah, but define I'm, badly wrong. Uh, well, it transfers to me. <laughs> oh, okay, so, this could be fun. Uh... Yeah. Can you think of anything that we could do to try and mitigate that in some way? Because I'm, I'm interested in... Tie you up as well, so you can't, you know, run off into the night, and then we'll put you out of your misery. <laughs> good knowing yeah, you, buddy. I suppose. I mean... Thanks for the fish. I, I'm, um, it, it would be interesting to be able to, yeah. to talk to this creature and find out a bit more about the disease, curse, or, or just see what happens when you remove... Some of it, maybe. We can always try and lend... If I play like a fat tune at the yeah. back of your healing, that might somehow help my magic get into your brainwaves. Do you, th- do you think there's some way that you could weave some kind of protective um, piece of song so that if it does transfer, it goes into somewhere else of our choosing? I don't see why not. Like you? <laughs> not me. A quick check with the... Uh, oh, I don't know, something maybe like a, a jar? <laughs> a quick check with the DM will give you your answer, Percival. Bear with me. Ben. Your arcane art. When you weave a performance into a basic spell, you can choose an ally and an effect. One of those is their mind is shaken clear of one enchantment. One is the okay. next time someone successfully assists the target with aid, they get plus two instead of plus one. So you could use arcane art to boost someone else's help yeah. which would make it more okay. unlikely that Percy would fail outright though it's the intermediate success where you have an exchange isn't it Percy yeah 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 so that that's still quite likely yeah I would say that I'd say there's a very good chance of that so what happens if you if it takes you over though you are we saying you're suddenly going to turn into a nine foot killer goblin ogre thing well I, I don't know i guess that would um y- you would assume that seen as that's what's happened to all of these unfortunate souls only assuming they started off as human maybe they're already ogres yeah that's true or orcs you yeah could just become um, super powerful possibly i mean or worms yeah grandma chi seemed to suggest that they did start off as humans and were afflicted by something um but I, I suppose they could have started off as something else and been afflicted. Maybe they're all, maybe they're all monkeys. <laughs> yeah, if there's a risk you're going to turn without much of a guarantee that we can stop it, that may not be the best plan. Yeah, I suppose. I can help you, like I say. They work quite hard, though. Uh, for this job, I'm the best man. I mean, I'm not going to marry it. <laughs> but thanks, Bambi. 
No, I'm just saying, like, which is all about curses. Okay. I don't know how, but through this fight, I've managed to get a horrible cold. Yeah. Like, it seems unrealistic, but it's... Maybe you've <gasps> contracted it. you contracted yeah. the curse. I'm, I'm going to ask Banbury, what is it you think you can bring to this, then? Well, m- almost half of witch's magic is based on curses, so I've had a look at the land and... Now I can look at this individual. I tried to trap one over there, but someone stabbed it to death. Yeah, we had a similar problem this side with someone burning ours. There's some of it going mm. round. Yeah. Maybe that's the curse. Maybe. Maybe if we Maybe all look away, a... some one of these halflings is just going to murderise this poor ogre. Some kind of curse to gras. Maybe the ogres are the good guys. Yeah, we already assumed that these halflings were the goodies. Well, that, I mean, they saved us from dying in the desert, so... Yeah, and they have been I really think... cool. Well... We weren't yeah. necessarily dying. We did have water and food. I mean... And we were in the middle of nowhere, granted. Yeah, no, we definitely would have died. Yeah. Like, hands up yeah. if you think we would have survived. Oh, look, no hands. Oh, oh, okay, two of you... You two think we would have survived, do you? No, I've yeah. got my hand up since then. I thought the vote was over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you had a question, I think. Uh, no, oh, God. <laughs> Can you carry on telling us about... Uh, curses and what you're able to do to investigate them well yeah like powerful witches like like witches that have spent more time kind of studying it like that have been angered due to either villages not paying up monies or or people not inviting them to christenings they, they can put in big old curses and they can curse lands like i'll i'll be able to curse entire lands that if I get a bit more experience. So obviously someone's done that here. I'm not saying it's a witch necessarily. And could you do anything to lift the curse? I mean, I could have a look and see. Like, it's, again, I'm not powerful enough to to put a curse on a land, but I could have a look and see... Well, maybe just break one on this individual. Yeah, I mean, we could ask the mirror who cursed it initially, but if it's been cursed forever, then... Like, as I say, witch's magic's very specific, so, like... There's usually a, a get out of jail free card, like a true love's kiss, or, or you know, sacrificing your firstborn, or there's usually something to stop it. Hold on, Bambri. You say that witches can curse an entire land. Are we talking like the size of Karis? Uh, I don't. how powerful the witches. That's like, usually pretty powerful. How many witches do you know that are that powerful? Like you've, did you hear much in the in your home of other witches? Do you have like? heroes as it were like we tell the legends of heroes do you guys share legends of like powerful witches and stuff like when my mum's coven would come round, i i had to go out and do chores or sit in the cat cupboard so not not massively but obviously my mum was in charge of that coven so i imagine she's powerful enough to to curse a land if she wanted to like, what, how big a land are we talking are we talking like honestly like over the size of a city are we talking like a little farmstead i reckon a, a single like, which could probably do a farmstead, and then if a coven got together, I reckon they could probably do an entire city, yeah. What sort of curses are we talking? Crops wilting and yeah, water, crops milk wilting. turning sour? Yeah, all, all the classics, raining frogs, mm. you know, anything Hallelujah. that, you, you know, you want to feel a bit grumpy on. But making everyone that stays in the same place die seems a bit weird. It seems like a exercise spell. Well, they're not they're not dead. They're, they're changed into something that... I guess suppose we would, or well, the halflings would recognise as ogres. Also, one tried to kidnap Enigma, so that must be relevant. Yeah, also yeah. I tried to scare one off, and instead it just bowed to me, which was weird. Oh yeah, because I nearly shot you, because you were working with them. <laughs> Apologies for that. I, uh, temporary confusion. So, could they have been possessed? If they grabbed what? Enigma, the one 
I'm going to whisper, like, secretively, the one royal princess on this barge. Maybe they've got insider information and someone sent them after us. Well, why don't we try chatting to this one and see if we can actually get any kind of sentient conversation out of it. We could chat first, and if that doesn't work, then remove the curse. That seems sensible. You're the charismatic one, supposedly. You try chatting yeah, to it. Yeah, charm it. Okay. Try and form a relationship, and then you can use true love's kiss to remove the curse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to brush myself down, tidy myself up. Actually, no, I'm going to make myself look a bit more scruffy to look like an ogre. And I'm going to go to like a, an ogre slouch and slouch over and be like, All right, well, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, me too, same old. <laughs> what's, what's, what's new? What, what are you boys doing down in my neck of the woods? Turns <laughs> out I need to do way more voices than these things. It's all about the performance art. And I'm, but I'm really selling it, you know. My shoulders are slouched, and I've got half a dead fish. I'm, I'm chewing on like a proper Smeagol. <laughs> go back to some Smeagol. Yeah, I'm going full Smeagol. The ogre's come squeezing its arms out against the ropes around it. Nice. I'll do the same, flexing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, this is a spell, Ben. I'm not just doing this. I am weaving this into a performance, by the way. Yes, I, I get that you're doing that. But what I want to make clear is that it doesn't oh. seem to be capable of conversing with you. What? Because its arms are tied. So, okay, I'm going to get a little pocket <laughs> yeah. knife. <laughs> it appears to have vocal cords, but hmm. it doesn't seem able to speak. Interesting. Uh Hear me out with this theory. It, it's fair to say I have quite the control of my own vocal cords. Yeah. And it's fair to say I'm known for having dexterous fingers. So I'm going to start to play with his throat and his vocal cord <laughs> and try and massage the words out of him. Mungo! Ew! <laughs> so, let me just get a dex and see if I snap his neck. <laughs> of the ventriloquism shows that I've been to, this is certainly the oddest. Oh, that's a that's a success. I've got to get something on an eleven. What for jamming your fingers down his throat? I think just even if it doesn't help us, just give me something. Even if you really successfully jam your fingers down his throat, then I mean it doesn't mean you're going to get. No, I massage them from the outside. Throat massage. So you're like right in getting into these folds of twisted flesh. Yeah, yeah. You've got to make the thing in the resonators. Yeah, but that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of patting his back like you do to a baby as well. Yeah, or like with a with a glass of wine when you rub your finger around the top of it. And so as you do that, it's like uh, just like coughs up this huge blob of greenish phlegm <laughs> and you're so dexterous you just flip out the way and it completely nice. misses you okay it's still not really talking and in fact it just seems to be struggling against these bonds and it's glaring at you like its eyes look small in its head and a bit beady honestly it looks like someone has been inflated like if you got someone and you just gave them a shared load of steroids over a long period so they kind of just blew up to massively muscular but it's kind of the eyes are a bit small the features are a little small in this big puffy face and it's just striving to get free i think it's the thyroid issue we might try and 
Pop him. Ben. <laughs> what up, Banbury? Since witch magic's all about uh, curses and stuff, can Banbury sit down and, whilst this lot are doing whatever they're trying to do, pop yeah. it, run their fingers round the rim of it, whatever's going on in Tristan's head can Banbury just have a study of it and see if you can see yeah I think Banbury could give me a discern realities here uh, Banbury's going to get out his little um, spell book so yeah. he's going to get out um, both his mum's grimoire that she gave him and also his um, eldritch join the dot and he'll use that to give him plus one uh, ten with the book okay cool so that's a full success so you have the questions are what happened here recently? What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who is really in control here? What here is not what it appears to be? And you have one related to fire, don't you? What fire is or has been here? Yeah, I pass on that one. So what here should I be on the lookout for? The magic that pulses through it, and it has strong magic pulsing through it, or at least... It has the marks. It's not that it's sustained by magic, but it was absolutely created by magic from something else. What what does Tristan's magic feel like to Banbury? Uh, Tristan's magic seems very much like I talked about the kind of magical, kind of natural, kind of flow of uh, magic through everything, and yeah. how bards tap into it and tap into it literally through music to like pluck at the notes. So it almost looks like sound waves when it comes out of Tristan. Right, yeah. And what, what about uh, Percy's divine powers? That's more of a glow, like a overpowering, ridiculously arrogant level of godlike showmanship. Yeah. So a big boom. Yeah, that makes sense. So what about Enigma's daddy ghost pig weirdness? That just looks like a, a, a pig. Yeah. <laughs> that's slightly see-through. Covered in shit. What? Yeah. Very tidy pig. I bristle at that. <laughs> yeah, pigs are very clean animals. <laughs> like babe. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, so weirdly, the echoes of magic you perceive here are more like a sickly version of Percy's magic. Okay. But there's more than a hint of daddy ghost pig about it as well. Okay, so the daddy ghost pig stuff I don't really understand, but I'm getting the impression it's probably something godly. Something meaty. Uh, so... <laughs> I'll feed that back to, to Percy. I get two other questions, don't I? You do indeed, yes. So, what is useful to me? So I'm trying to identify the nature of this curse, if we can undo the curse. Yes. What you can see is that this creature has been grown and changed by magic. It's not like it's strongly carrying a curse, or like it's diseased. It has been transformed. It's unlikely that we can do away with the magic. Yeah, reversing that transformation is would be very challenging. You might be able to do it with a place of power and sufficient time, but it would be strong, difficult magic. Okay. Uh, who is really in control here? I was going to say, do the last one. We never ask that question. Uh, fine, we'll do the last one. <laughs> What's about to happen here? Uh, What's about to happen? All right. You're watching it, and Tristan's, like, poking it around and trying to, like, squeeze all its muscles or whatever it is he's doing. I'm <laughs> like, communicating in its muscular language. He's checking out its guns. <laughs> yeah. And you notice that it's actually hooked a thumb claw into the bonds, and it's probably about to just get itself free. 
And Tristan's right in there. Yeah, so Banbury will put his books up uh, back in his satchel and get up and just... <laughs> Very <Thank> slowly. <laughs> no hurry. <laughs> He's got this. He complained about me killing the last one. Percy complained about me killing the last one. Bambi's just going to wander off a little bit. <laughs> so, Percy, as Tristan's investigating hmm. this, Bambury has been, like, looking at it, comparing it to his notes and things. And he packs his bag, and suddenly it has somehow got an arm around Tristan. Oh, we're bonding. What do you do? Oh, they're, they're hugging. It doesn't look like the friendly kind of arm, honestly. Uh, it's all right, Percy. This is all part of it. Oh, I see. I, hang on. <laughs> like, I, he obviously... W- has some sort of physical challenge. He wants an arm wrestle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. And maybe you need to establish dominance by winning an arm wrestle. <laughs> I, I think, I think so. It's pretty tight around my throat, but I think this is part of it. I mean, do you want to tag me in, or, or are you good? Okay. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Right, I'll just take the um, take his arm off Tristan's throat and put it on mine, <laughs> and then then grab uh, grab his arm um, and and commence arm wrestling. <laughs> you reckon this this might work you reckon this is right I think I think so okay I mean you're, you're the expert give me give me divide danger on strength I mean this is Percy's strong suit so he might well be able to oh. not if last session is anything to go <laughs> yeah that's true I mean we could go either way but I, I anticipate good things ooh, ooh, ooh. that's no. quite bad things but you just that's okay yeah you stumble hesitate or pinch <laughs> The worst outcome. He accidentally manipulates your vocal cords. <laughs> and makes it, I love Ogus! <laughs> Set him free! Oh, okay, Percy, anything you say? <laughs> okay, so basically, having placed yourself in an arm lock, turns out you've successfully swapped places with Tristan, as you hope to. You're now in like a, a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is a successful outcome as far as it goes, but you are in a headlock, and this is a big, strong ogre. Mm. Did I win the arm wrestle, though? So your goal was to win the arm wrestle, mm. and yeah, that's right. Got it. You win the arm wrestle, and you slam it down. It'll be like, nailed it! And its other arm comes over and just grabs you, and like slaps you onto <laughs> the floor. Oh, hey now, that's not the rules! <laughs> And then it kind of just rolls over and uh, goes to, like, punch you in the (laughs) face really hard. And so now it's on. And honestly, this ogre, firstly, it's quite big and buff. Secondly, it's actually punching. It's not just going to, like, stamp its foot as its fist gets close in classic (laughs) WWE style. This guy means it. He hasn't even got a chair. (laughs) Not even a chair. These things were really tough last time. Maybe put it down at this point. (laughs) What? Dead, dead, or... Enigma. Percy's suggesting it might be time to put it down. <laughs> and also, he looks he's looking likely to get a punching. What are you doing? I'm not a vet, and I don't have any chemicals, so I can't really put it down. I, you are a poisoner. <laughs> You're literally a poisoner. I am literally a poisoner, but I... Wait a minute. I do have something, don't I? I was going to say I don't have any poisons, but I think I do have a sleep thing somewhere. Oh, that's cool. Because then we can carry uh, the angry ogre end wherever we go. Let's see now. In, like, an ogre bag. <laughs> yes, I've got an anaesthetic. I'm going to administer an anath- anaesthetic tar oil. <laughs> Sweet. Combat anaesthetist. That's me. That's what we need. Oh, no, wait, sorry. I've got tar oil, but I've also got oil of... Of Target. Target. Okay, yes. What does the oil of Target does? Which is, that's a sleeping potion, so yeah. I think that's, I don't know which one's yeah. the strongest. I'd know that though. Which one's the strongest? Use them both. 
I believe that the oil of Taggett will actually knock it out. I think that the tom oil will just numb it. Taggett it is. Okay. Don't fill the bowl or I get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. What do I what do I roll for that then? I'm I'm just checking because as I recall, you have to either put that on a blade or they have to swallow it. Ah, uh, can I do it in some way to throw it? Because nobody's fixed me since last time I got beaten up by an ogre. This is applied, so you just have to find a way to physically apply it to the target. Okay, I'm going to lob it in its mouth as it goes. They're just going to pour it in. Okay, that's that's dexterity. Oh, am I going to throw it and assume that the glass bottle goes crunch? Pop a bit on the end of your rapier and jab it like a big injection. That yeah, would I'll also do... work. I, I want to throw it. I'm going to throw it. Okay. I think it's going to straight down throw it. I think it's going to be faster. Give me a dex roll. Throwing a container of oil into something's mouth is... Yeah, that's fine, actually. Go for it. See? Told you it was fine. Nice. That's a good throw. Mark off all your applications of oil of Taggart because you've just thrown all of it oh. into the ogre's face. <laughs> God damn it. Definitely out though. Yeah, didn't, didn't think of that. And so the ogre's fist comes down and halfway through it just kind of flops onto Percy's face and then it slowly collapses into a deep sleep. It's still lying kind of on Percy but it's now snoring. There's just a bit of dribble coming out of the corner of its mouth. I'll do the, the Steve Irwin, hush, hush, <laughs> and close his eyes gently. <laughs> okay, so Tristan, it looks like Percy's now got a sleepy ogre lying on him. Huzzah! I'm going to give him a big round of applause. I <laughs> knew you could do it, Percy. I didn't doubt it for a second. I'm going to get the ogre's hands and clap them together in response. <laughs> <laughs> the ogre kind of like stirs in its sleep yeah, yeah, and then drop it. falls back to sleep. <laughs> I might walk over and lift Percy's uh, hand into the air. Champion! <laughs> oh, I was a hero there. No, everyone's, everyone else got called a champion. You were too fast. We didn't see it happen. We were like, whoa, Percy's just made him fall asleep. <laughs> that good. I don't need your kudos. And yet, ironically. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus, you had a question. Yeah, while uh, these lot are doing all that, can uh, Bambi just walk up to Granny? Yeah, Grandmother Cheat. She's kind of coming over your way anyway, and as she does, she's just like unthreading this uh, silk thread from her two daggers and just coiling it up and stowing it in a little belt pouch. And she says, oh, young, young Bambri. Are you okay? I'm all right, thank you. I appreciate you asking. All right, does that happen a lot? No, this is very, very unusual. We hardly ever see more than one or two. Okay. To have so many, this is very bad news for us. I see you, you have one there. Yeah, now, I appreciate we're being stupid uh, foreigners here and assuming that you've never tried to cure these things, but me and my friends are assuming that you've never looked into this to try and cure these things, so I assume that's all been looked into in the past, in the hundreds of years that this <laughs> curse has been happening in your land. We have tried everything we can. Okay. And all we have found is we put them out of their misery if we can or we leave them to run to their destination and let them go. Have you ever tracked them to see where they go? There is a place somewhere in the east that they run to. It's beyond the borders of our land, so we don't pay great attention, but others might. They, they try to snatch Enigma. Do they try and snatch people usually? Very seldom. Sometimes they would snatch a person or a beast for food. 
So it may just be that she looked like an easy meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, uh, my, as I say, my friends are trying to cure it at the moment. So uh, if you want to go over and put it out of its misery, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> well, we can look at it anyway. It may have a village or clan mark of some kind, and that will be useful as well. In all the different peoples, we have a tradition of wearing marks and like this, and she like rolls up her sleeve and there's a little symbol on her forearm and she says, I noticed that you and your companions have something similar, so I assumed you knew about this, but perhaps it's different if you do not live on the cursed ground. If someone is changed, these marks will remain on their skin, so they can tell who they were. They can be identified. Oh, lovely. When we see uh I can't actually remember what everyone's tattoo says. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, let's go chat to the to them. Banbury and Grandmother Chi come down, and what what are you three doing when they return? Cool. Pa- passing each other. I think we're all holding arms in a circle. Yeah, patting Dark. each other on the back, congratulating yeah. one another on a job well done. I'm hoping one of them's um, healing me. I'm just going to keep okay. dropping that in until someone does, because he's going to wake up in a minute and just go straight twat me. I'll be dead. Uh, Percy, why don't you heal Enigma with that take half the damage yourself which goes wrong spell? There's a good laugh. Let's sing a song together, and it just so happens it's a song of curing. Okay, we're going to be arms locked, like hand to forearm, in a circle doing ring a ring of roses around this dead thing, singing a song about healing and victory. It is only asleep, hmm. <laughs> to be very clear. Yeah, but I mean, we, we beat it. The fact that the three of us beat this ogre on our own, Hooray! we didn't have to rely on that little scamp. So as we're singing, I will weave some magic. Okay, roll me that arcane art. Okay, I can't remember the tune that well. Oh, a tissue, a tissue, enigma feels well. Yeah, so that's oh. a success. Beat it. Hooray! Thank I'm you. I'm just going to roll damage twice. Add it together yourself. Yeah. There you go, five. Oh, that's pretty shit. I'm not going to do that, Ben, holding it's 2d8, my mistake. <laughs> yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I assume that you chose a song about bubonic plague for for healing on purpose, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's to rub it in that uh, Magnus has got plague. Uh, yeah. You have got lots of healing. Yay, thank you. I feel much better. Enigma is feeling a lot better, and Grandmother Chi comes back with Bambri. She says, are you dancing around that dead creature? It's only asleep. Yeah. Don't judge. She immediately takes a step back and both her daggers are back in her hands and she's like, they're not pets. They're quite dangerous. We beat it in an arm wrestle. Well, Mm. I tried to beat it in an arm wrestle. I I was doing okay, but Percy wanted to be tagged in and Percy beat him. And I I played a large part. Mm. Oh yeah, in fairness, Enigma did play a small part. (laughs) Large. (laughs) Key part. She looks between (laughs) you (laughs) and then says, it's... Is it in a magical sleep? It's in a... It's in a thing in a jar sleep. Thing in a jar sleep? Not in a jar anymore. We've got the jar as well. Your skin read that bit of the book, did you? Enigma. (laughs) She says, oh, right. Very good. Excuse me, then. And she steps in and just cuts its throat. Every time. Every time. After the trouble we went to. Get the the vial back. Enigma, quick. Stick your hand in and grab the vial back. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have all your poison back. Someone heal it. There's just like a rush of blood and broken glass from its throat. Oh. To be honest, if it had eaten glass, it wasn't going to live long, was it? I knew if it did live, it had a, had a pretty rough week. And the grandmother, she like hauls over this massive arm that's 
kind of bigger than two, her two hands, and she's looking underneath it. But it's just twitching a little in its death throes, and there's a tattoo there, and she says, This was someone I knew. This came from another of our villages. For some reason, many people from one village seem to have been changed. We are careful to avoid that, so this, again, must be deliberate. Maybe their wagons were deliberately broken down, and then they couldn't move fast enough, and they all died? Ah, oh, and maybe that's why the red thing ended up with us. Perhaps. This was certainly a red village. It seems very strange that they would be attacked, and then we would be attacked. Hmm. Are there any ways to afflict people with the curse um, without them just being stood in place? No. No, the curse is purely created. It affects the people, but animals can stay in one place indefinitely and seem able to survive. Hmm. Curses are specific to things like that. Like, this seems to be like a god's curse, though. Percy, do you know... I suppose you wouldn't know anything about the gods of this area. Not particularly, no. How long do they have to stay still for, Grandmama, before they turn? She says, a couple of weeks. So they may have been held captive for a couple of weeks, or they were just naturally... They would have to have been held for some of that time, because, as you might imagine, we are profoundly conscious of the Mm. danger. So if it gets close to a dangerous time, we would leave on foot. We would take any means necessary to get to safety. So it's not touching the ground that's the problem, it's the staying in one place? It is the ground and staying in one place upon it. The ground is cursed and the curse manifests as this danger to those who stay stay on. So if your wagons broke down and you stayed on the wagons, you would you would be fine or you would be cursed? No, you would still be You'd cursed. You'd be cursed. Okay. So someone's pinned them to the ground? Yes. Or they've been held somehow or contained. And it seems this must be something that was done by someone. Which now seems strange. We also have a report that some outsiders were attacking other villages. And we were given your description. So it seems that they may be trying to connect this to you, whoever it is. This doesn't make any sense. Again, no one knows we're here. And the person who held them still would have to be still themselves. Nah, they could trap them and then come back. Ah, you reckon, like, in a some kind of box? Put them in a pit. Yes. Put them in a jail. Come back two weeks later. Let them out. Run away. This is very probably right, Bambury. Um, Two questions, Ben. First of all, I've got a level one spell, which is Speak to Dead. Yeah. What do I know of the operation of that? It, if this thing was unable to actually to talk to us in life, is that how Speak to Dead works? Does it physically speak to you, or do you? Is it some kind of more spiritual thing than you that? You would be speaking to it as it was at death. Okay. So it would have no more intelligence than it had there. So that probably wouldn't work. Um, The second um, thing that I would like to ask is I have a a move called Evidence of Faith, which is when you see divine magic as it happens, then I can ask which deity granted the spell and its effects, um, which I would like to spend a bit of time maybe sort of communing and investigating um, what remains of the ogre. Uh, okay. The, the suggestion was that the curse is somehow you know, um, divine in, in, in nature, so... Uh, yes. 
yeah, I'd like to play on that a little bit. So, what I will say is that when you investigate it, now, this is something that's been changed by magic, but the magic is not present in it. But the curse is ubiquitous in the ground. Okay. And I think something interesting that could come from this is that there are two things that you find as you investigate this with your senses and with your by communing with your deity. The first is that you can feel the pull that the ogre was subject to hmm? that draws it. So when Grandmother Chi said that they left if they weren't interfered with, you feel that draw and it takes you a while to notice it because you have an uncanny sense of direction to Malahim. Hmm. And is the pull in the same direction? It's the same direction. Oh, right, okay. Okay. So the second thing is that no god created this power. Okay. There's something divine about it, but it wasn't created by a god. It's just really good. It's divine, darling. <laughs> divine! Divine magic. Grandmother Chi says, so... You have no knowledge of the curse. Your travels have not told you of it before you came here. Um, no. This is the first time that we're encountering it. She says, well, if you want to, we obviously have to get the Xi family wagon going, but once we've restored what we can, I can tell you the story that we tell that gives this history. That would be very useful. It is perhaps... A children's tale perhaps there is truth in it but it is part of our history Tristan always wants to learn about oral traditions true he's crazy for the oral <laughs> true I know most of them know now. <laughs> but you know old girl might be able to teach me a few new things <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think you'll get to the meat of it we can only hope. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> we all we all freeze frame. Uh, <laughs> and Nana Chi's like, "What are you guys doing?" And we're like, "This is the episode. Just freeze frame." <laughs> Come on! It's the classic police squad finale. <laughs> <laughs> As an aside to be removed later, Ben, you need to do a Rob Sausage, hey, come and buy my T-shirt, and I'll do a Wiggly Worm going, hey, I can't remember his voice, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, kid, it was me. <laughs> I think it was this voice. That's right. I didn't go how to be the worm. I went kind of weird. <laughs> oh, man. I sure hope we got out of that pickle at the end of that little mini series we did. <laughs> Oh man, the worm was so cool! <laughs> Such a great character that Yay! never got <laughs> screen time. Only got mentioned as a hypothetical. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yes. <laughs> no, he did. Man, so we oh, yeah. of something that doesn't even exist. Oh, well, he definitely we... does exist. It's yeah. just 
Longtooth never turned into the worm because he couldn't be trusted. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was clearly treacherous. But that's the thing, he might not have been. It's just Longtooth was suspicious. Because <laughs> every time he came back into his bear form, something had gone wrong or gone missing or been broken. <laughs> or like, Longtooth, quick, come quick. While you were out, someone broke into the Royal Archive and stole the plans. And he's like, I think I know who did that. <laughs> it wasn't me. I was just on the floor. <laughs> oh, just wiggling. <laughs> Well, I'm doing a solo worm podcast, yeah, yeah, just, as you say, called like the Wormcast. The the wiggly the Wormcast, perfect. It's and then right that little the little dots, and it's called the Wiggly Diaries. <laughs> Stu, you you see that Wormcast was an A plus pun. That's because <laughs> I stole it from one of you guys who did it repeatedly whenever we mentioned oh, the worm. Ah, oh, it was why. like I'm doing the voice, and you were like Wormcast remark, and I was like, oh come on, guys, <laughs> leave some of the rest of us. I'm pretty sure there's lots of MOBA players, but I doubt any of them are listening to us. All right. <clears throat> so. Hashtag foods. MOBA. Uh, <laughs> mo- mo- moobly drawn swords. <laughs> <laughs> moobly. <laughs> For the uh, best sorry. of moobs. It was the worst of moobs. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid monkey. So. Well, we yeah, don't want Ben's with away. Cured Enigma, cured Banbury's Cold, and Percy's. Uh, hold on, Percy's just dropped out. What? No, I haven't. Oh, no. <laughs> you just just... <laughs> I just don't move very much. <laughs> Amazing. Someone should invite Ben back. I don't know if he can get in. 